Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Liverpool versus Manchester City in the Premier League. The two titans go at it again. Um, it's that time of the year again where arguably the two best managers, not even arguably, undeniably, undeniably the two best managers in the league go toe-to-toe in a duel of one trying to outdo the other. Um, in terms of tactics, in terms of pivotal moments in title race, in terms of um, morale, in terms of um, everything else that's at stake, we love a we love a Liverpool Manchester City game. Historically, um, over the years, it's been I I um, watching. What's the word? Scintillating to watch. Um, you're usually blown away because if a one team can outsmart another team by executing XYZ game plan or it might be the occasional two teams come to a stalemate because they were just so well good at cancelling each other um, out. Almost the unstoppable force versus immovable object scenario. Like, usually in them sort of instances, nothing gives. But it's October 3rd in the title. October 3rd. Um, in the Premier League, does this does a Liverpool win mean they'll be champions after today? No, of course not. Does it mean for Manchester City will they be champions today? No, absolutely not. But a win for either side galvanizes you to realize, oh, so we do have the psychological edge over this team at this certain stage of the season, and we're still at the first uh, third of the season. There's 38 games. Usually after the first 12 games, you can kind of work out um, who is going to be fighting for what. So I give it usually, I don't even look at the Premier League table, but I usually give it until 12 games where you can decide um, what are objectives going to be coming into the second half of the season, obviously, and all that other stuff. But um, yeah. Uh, Liverpool obviously coming off a very good win against uh, Porto five goals to one in the UEFA Champions League. Um, Man City, on, on contrast, suffered a 2-0 defeat away to PSG. But they had to deal with Messi, Neymar and Mbappe. I mean, that's never going to be easy to deal with when you've got the most frightening front three in world football to deal with but would that have psychologically come into effect for this game anyways let's get into the lineup let's get into the performances let's get into what i saw that went well let's get into what i saw that didn't go well so the lineup for today allison in goal left back robertson center backs van dyke matip right back james milner midfield three uh henderson um fabinho curtis jones Salamone, Jota up front. So practically the exact same team as Porto on Tuesday. Um, any complaints? No. Um, Milner did have a good game at right back against Porto. Cannot lie. Cannot lie. And also he's probably more sh- match sharp than um, Joe Gomez. He definitely got more minutes than Gomez. Unfortunately, is even though we shoe him in in certain positions, 
Milner right back um can have its uh, implications um especially when you're coming up against a fully fit Manchester City squad with no injuries at all like zero injuries um so you got that to deal with um but you'd take Milner starting over Joe Gomez when um Joe Gomez at right back just looks completely unorthodox he uh, Gomez at right back he just it looks like he hates playing there whereas Milner's like I don't mind playing there and you can see the 10% significance in effort um going into that Robertson keeping his place at left back no problem there even though you'd say Tamiskus, yes, sure, Tamiskus is in great form. But Robertson usually steps up for the big games. So that's what my head was thinking. Um, and then obviously the midfield three, Curtis Jones, outstanding. And you've got your two-man pivot, Henderson and Fabinho. Um, Henderson had a kind of an eh game against Porto. To be honest, Fabinho done exceptionally well at Porto, but um, and yeah, and uh, the usual front three up front, I, I can't complain really about that. So yeah, anyways, the game starts now. Um, I say for the first ten minutes, really cagey, really really cagey. It's like that tense heavyweight boxing match. Where neither neither uh neither fighter wants to use your power punch early. It's kind of a let me jab here and see how you react here, and then the opposition jab here and see how you react here. And there was a lot of jabbing. I say I'm, I have to use a boxing reference because that's kind of the best way to describe the first twenty minutes. 10 to 20 minutes of that half. Just both teams just trying to work each other out. A lot of overhit balls. A lot of unforced errors. Just from trying to uh, work out what kind of style we're going to see. Um, and then after the 20 minute period. I'd hate to say it but. Uh, it was Manchester City who ended up looking the stronger out of the two. Um, in terms of getting their momentum going first. Bernardo Silva, oh Lord. It's because we've rifled, I think because Liverpool fans have right, rifled, what's the word? Kind of got him uh, angry in previous seasons before. Just calling him, out, calling him out about his obsession with Liverpool. And, and, Fernand, and Bernardo Silva, knowing he's playing at uh, Anfield, it probably galvanised him. Because there was a moment, a moment where Fernandez was dribbling past two, three players, dribble, if almost reminiscent of the time Walcott dribbled against us, against uh, yeah, the time Walcott dribbled against us in that two thousand eight uh, Champions League quarterfinal tie, where he just dribbled past man with ease, and and no one really could tackle him, like him, and then Fernand Bernardo Silva. Passes the ball out to uh, Foden. Allison comes out a goal. Big strong hand saves it. That was the first key moment Liverpool had to endure. 
Um, and Foden versus Milner. Goodness me. After that 20 minute period, Foden had Milner's number. I mean, when you put a 20 year old up against a 35 year old utility right back who who doesn't have the legs anymore against a, tw- a 21 year old Phil Foden, a, a 21, 20 year old Phil Foden, I hate to say it. it he's a superstar. This kid is going to be a superstar. I called it about two years ago and so far I'm proven right because he was absolutely cooking Milner. Uh, it was he's, and arguably you'd say if you know Milner's a utility right back who should go out and cover the half space that Milner usually can't cover should be Henderson but did we see Henderson track back to help Milner out of course not so there were so many times where we saw folding up against uh Milner and just that that little uh, one-on-one duel oh my god it was absolute stress um and Henderson I I don't know what's going on with this his performance recently off the ball cuz Liverpool just looks like what's the word like we needed to wake up or something not not even needed to wake up or we were not really reacting to this um slight change in momentum that was going um Man City's favor um Henderson not doing enough to help Milner out but when Trent would when when Trent plays, he'd do his best to help out Trent. But it, similar to the even in the Porto game, we never really saw Henderson bomb back. And a lot of people on social media have kind of been seeing Henderson's performances this season stagnate ever since he signed the contract. It's almost as if uh, Henderson knows um, he's always gonna be starting, and maybe he's never gonna be dropped or something. Um. I just wasn't happy with how he was contributing in terms of helping us out. And even on the ball, there was times where Henderson was sloppy, just short passes, giving that away. Um, And then there was a point where Milner just had enough of folding, ended up fouling fouling him cynically and got a yellow card. Um, This kind of plays a significance later in the second half. Which I'll talk about later. Um, and yeah, then, then we have a free kick we got to deal with. We cleared that. And then I think um, there was another long ball from Edison. Um, just li- simple long ball. And from about the halfway line, Phil Foden was off, off on, on, on the run immediately. Milner took about 10 years to react to what was going on. And then Foden found himself in on goal again. Luckily, Alisson came out. Saves that one. Um, and yeah, it was just so over. It looked like Liverpool were bamboozled at the time. like Not winning the second balls. Um, it just looked like Man City had the upper hand. And even the Anfield crowd felt it uh, briefly. Where they were just, just nervous. Um, yeah, they were just nervous at that period in time. Um, apologies. Uh, and that was the first half. Luckily, still nil nil. After all that, um, you'd say Manchester City. Manchester City were um unlucky to not be in the lead at the time. Um, 
And it was just, the onus was on Klopp to change whatever the fuck was going on in the first half and adjust it for the second half. Because if we, if we continue playing like that, it would have led to a victory for uh, Manchester City. And it, that, that the first half was almost reminiscent of um, that the second leg first half of Manchester City versus Liverpool, where they were just overwhelming us overwhelming us and I kind of got that nostalgic feeling um, watching us again um, watching us in that moment and then uh, second half starts now and then finally you see the Liverpool waking up by waking up I mean we've got the, we've got the energy to galvanize, that galvanises us to press higher you see Henderson make an effort to close down Man City players Robertson make an effort to close down players. Fabinho sticking a foot in more. Um, stopping any sort of Bernardo Silva um, kind of uh, dribble in the, in the first 10 minutes of that, of the second half. And the Liverpool crowd were feeding off that and slowly we were getting galvanised as we realising, oh, the momentum switching back in our favour again. But can Liverpool make the most out of it? Can Liverpool do something that can essentially crack this Manchester City um, team open? And there was a brief moment. Um, we had a, we had an opening. Who was it? I think it was Matip. Matip passes to Jota. Jota. Ah, he's again. I, I don't know how many episodes I keep mentioning it in. But again, Jota build up play. Takes too long to decide what he wants to do. And it's so frustrating. He take, he controls the ball. All he has to do is get it out his feet and shoot. But his first touch, nice. Natural instinct should be to shoot. But you take one touch and then another touch. And then you decide you want to chop. By then, uh, Rodri's behind you. Laporte's behind you. Diaz is behind you. You're, they're, they're essentially circling you and then isolating you out. And then by the time you made the turn, it was already too late and that was gone. And then about two minutes later, Fabinho passes, lovely ball to Jota. Jota, this time, learns from his mistake. Takes the ball at his feet, shoots at Edison, makes Edison stretch out and save it. But that's what we should have seen um, happen the first time. And it's, it's so annoying that Jota is still not learning to build up, play faster, like... We know you're a great finisher, but if you want to create opportunities for yourself, you have to refine how good you are at, uh, uh, um, at your build-up play. It's, it's frustrating at this point. Um, and then about five minutes later, the key moment happens, I'll say about 58 minutes in. Um, we pick up the ball, Salah from about the halfway line, He's in a 1v1 with Cancelo. Darts to his right. Darts to his left. Beats Cancelo. Dribbles with the ball. Now there's an opening. Mane and Jota running, running, running. As, as Salah's running, running, running. Jota glides to his left. Sadio glides to his right. I, I, upon watching it, I was like, okay, Salah, play Jota in. He's ready. Play Jota in. Um... But he plays a through ball, but I guess it was the obvious through ball to make. However, Man City players would have maybe anticipated that Salah would have played that ball. 
But Salah does the genius thing. He gives it to Mane. Mane. But the, the, through, the through ball so pinch perfect for Mane. That Mane has to hit it first time. And we know Sadio Mane is best when he's instinctive. When he's not having to think about where to place it. Mane picks himself up in the best position to slot this ball in. Pass Edison, bottom corner, 1-0 Liverpool, Anfield erupts. We go crazy, we go hype, I go mental. And it feels like this is the moment. This is the moment where we're now going to kick Cook Man City and get them, get at them. Um, and yeah, I can't lie, we, thought, we keep criticising Mane, but he keeps scoring goals. He keeps scoring goals, I can't lie. And even now, there's times when money doubt. There's times when money puts so much doubt in your head, and then you see him produce a moment like that, and you're like, "That's why you're the. That's why you're good at what you do." And Mo Salah, oh, best player in the league right now, hundred percent. You cannot deny it. the fact that that chant, that goal was started. That's that goal was birthed from a Mo Salah creating that dribble and an opening for Liverpool to create something and then getting the assists on top. Just wonderful play from Mohamed Salah. Um, brilliant to see. Um, and then the momentum for about the extra five minutes um, again was with us. One second, I need a drink. Apologies for that. And then, yeah, you can you can sense... When the Anfield crowd is roaring and then roaring to the point where we're draining Manchester City's energy, they're now getting tired because they're not winning the second balls anymore. The press is getting higher. Um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then another key moment happens. Uh, Manchester City, I cannot even lie. Fantastic transition from them. Build up play from the back. Um... The direct passing, um, who was it? Diaz, it was, I think, Diaz to uh, Rodri. Rodri to... Rodri to Bernardo Silva. And then just the little passes, the intricate passes of play, it was kind of pulling Liverpool out of positions. And that's peak Pep Guardiola football. Where his controlled possession just pulls you out of the role that you was meant to cover. And it was like a puppeteering uh, type move. And then you see Bernardo Silva again finding that opening. I wanted us to foul him, but no one wanted to do it. Um, No one wanted to take him out. And then he finds Foden, who again gets the beating of Milner. Bernardo Silva throws a perfect ball to Foden. Foden gets it out his foot, shoots. Um, far post, bottom corner, 1-1. One, one. Um, I was gutted, can't lie. I was, I was, I was hoping the momentum will help us switch on. Um, but it didn't happen. But you cannot lie, Foden was... Foden should have scored in the first half, mate, arguably. Um... And yeah, he definitely made up for it in the second half by um, scoring that time. And again, it just leads back to James Milner. It's not Milner's fault, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He had, he didn't have a good game. He, he didn't have a good game. But you you can't use it. When you have to use a utility 35-year-old uh, right back against the rest 
young player, the best young English player in football right now, Phil Foden, it was only ever going to be one result there. There was a reason why Pep Guardiola said, I want all attacks to end on that side of the pitch because that's where you're going to get your that's where you're going to get your openings. That's where you're definitely going to get your openings. Um And then yeah, it was time just for Liverpool to go again. And now both teams knew that they were in the game. And that's where <coughs> Oh, I really apologize for that burp. I really apologize. That was very disgusting. Oh, sorry about that. Um that's when both teams had to really go again and then figure out how to break each other down uh on another okay on another occasion um and then that key moment happens Curtis Jones passes the ball to Mohamed Salah Mohamed Salah dribbles past two Man City players chops past Laporte one on one with Edison shoots with his right foot side net into the bottom corner 2-2 two, 2-1 Liverpool what a fucking absolute Insane individual goal for Mo Salah. Very similar to the goal he scored against Tottenham um, three years ago. Almost a carbon copy. Salah, and Salah right now is reminding me of 17-18 Salah. Just the things that he's doing just for Liverpool. Just galvanising and pulling them out the mud when, when, when it matters most. Galvani- finding pivotal moments to break down a top-tier side like Manchester City. He is the best player in the league right now and nobody can ever disagree with that. And he's arguably the best informed player in the world right now. Um, you could say Lewandowski, sure, but is that league as competitive as the Premier League? No. So we have to now look at it from Champions League perspective. Lewandowski is holding his thing, fair enough. Salah is also doing his thing as well. So in terms of fine margins, I'd give Salah above Lewandowski as the best player in the world right now. And Salah absolutely deserves um, that contract of 500k, 600k, whatever, whatever it is. We're not paying Salah enough for the amount of things that he pulls out, the amount of things that he does for Liverpool Football Club. This is, this is so frightening. It actually reminds me of 17, 18 Salah. Like, just him being a killer. But Salah 17, 18, he was still looking raw, but still tidy with presence. This almost looks like Salah in complete form. Like, complete, complete form. Just, there's a grace. There's a, there's a more elegance the way Salah plays football now. And you see that compared to 17, 18. Even though, obviously, 44 goals out insane. But Salah was still learning the ropes. Now it's like, this is Salah at scintillating peak form. However, this is Salah on a trajectory in the first season and now it's almost gone back to that 17-18 season but refined it with elegance and it's just so beautiful to watch and yeah that was the 2-1 moment and again Liverpool galvanised Pep Guardiola fuming and then once again um, another moment Bernardo Silva remember what I said with Milner with the yellow card in the first half right Um, Bernardo Silva going on, on on another one of those dribbles Darting plus Liverpool players. Henderson tried to take him out. Couldn't do it. Milner sticks his leg out. Fouls Bernardo Silva. Um, Paul Taney doesn't book him. Doesn't book Milner. Milner should have been sent off. I cannot lie. This is... (coughs) 
it's actually funny because Pep Guardiola was fuming at Mike Dean. He took his jacket off. He couldn't believe what he saw. And if that happened to Liverpool, I would have been fuming as well. But I was I was laughing my head off because I, I enjoy Pep Guardiola fuming. But he absolutely had the case. Milner had to go. It, that should have been a red card. Liverpool should have been down to 10 men. But the footballing god said, Portini, allow it. You're not, you're not doing that today because a red card will kill the game. Um, we're seeing two teams, 11, 11 v 11, killing, each, killing one another. Um, and I think when Klopp realised that Milner probably should have been sent off, Aye, we got Gomez up and ready. Aye, we said, Gomez, you're coming on today. You're coming on today. You, you, we cannot risk it anymore because Foden's cooking Milner. Bernardo Silva is now cooking Milner. Um, they're just going to keep targeting Milner until he gets sent off. And it'd be so naive from Klopp to leave uh, Milner on for 90 minutes. So, unfortunately, we had to make an, a sub that uh, Gomez comes on for Milner. Uh, and obviously, yeah, Jota comes off for Firmino, yes. Um, but Firmino can't really get into the game. Um, not his fault, it's just because he came into the game when we were 2-1 up. No, I, yeah, it was 2-1 up, yeah, we were 2-1 up. So it's just like we needed him for control. Um, but Manchester City were still cooking, like, they were still creating chances, creating half chances, if anything, and testing our back line. Um, and then another key moment happens again. I'd say this is about 82 minutes in. Um, another build-up play for Man City. Um, ball from the left-hand side is uh, is passed into Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, just outside 18-yard box, curls it with his left foot. Um, it looks like... Um, Allison is going to save it but Matip gets in the way of it causes slight deflection goes in 2-2 and you're just thinking fuck me this game is so end to end and then Pep Guardiola was just pure elation and he was like he was almost going to do a shit out celebration you could tell it was building up to that point um, and then um, another key moment 87th minute Liverpool free kick Ball whipped in. Edison tries to clear it. Misses the ball completely. Ball falls to Fabinho. He controls it. He realises. He takes half a second to realise. Oh shit. Open goal. And then but Rodri so instinctive. Um, closes the angle. When Fabinho goes to shoot. It's blocked. Lovely block by Rodri. Um, and then there was two counter attacks Man City had. Sterling could try to break down Van Dyke, couldn't do it. Um, and then there was another shot from Cal Walk at the end, maybe a free kick. Didn't really amount to anything. Um, and then, yeah, four minutes at a time. And then, yeah, that was pretty much it. But what, what that second half, after it was um, 1 0, brilliant football to watch if you're neutral, but if you're. Fan of either team, you're probably not going to enjoy that one too much. Um, but in terms of Liverpool, uh, was this a positive result for Liverpool? I agree and disagree. I wanted the uh, 
Grab it while you can and win. Smash and grab win. I would have loved that. Especially against Manchester City. Because psychologically, what will it do for them? Psychologically, what would it do for us? Um, downside. Milner should have been sent off. Milner did not have a good game. Not his fault. Again, utility right back player. Um... Yeah, uh, Foden had a good game. Salah was out of this world. Honorable mention: Sadio Mane. Uh, who else had a good game? And I think that's about it, really. I said Virgil and Matip had average game. Robbo average game. Curtis Jones kind of grew into the second half. I can't complain with Curtis Jones. Henderson, terrible first half and better second half, but overall average. He needs to work on his form, very worrying. Um, uh, who else played in midfield? Fabinho did not have a good game. Usually, tight. Uh, Bernardo Silva had his number every time. Fabinho had to pick up a yellow card, by the way, and foul uh, Bernardo Silva. Silva was just floating in the box at ease um, so yeah there was that um, yeah just Silva and Foden man they're just causing problems for Liverpool all game all game um, and Mo Salah out of this world I feel sorry for Salah because you can't drop a masterclass performance and not get three points but yeah, Salah will be gutted because the rest of the team let him down. Salah pulled us out the mud to create an opening, got the opening goal, and then created individual brilliant moment to create uh to get us in the lead twice. So once again, Liverpool having the lead twice and bottling it twice, similar to Brentford. I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. I know Man City are defending champions of England, but we should... Those kind of games are the defined margins that later down the line show you whether you're going to win the Premier League, whether you're going to just be a title challenger, or whether you're just going to make top four. Is it still too early to determine the Premier League table? Yes, obviously. Uh, But this was a... We've now played in uh, Chelsea at home, Man City at home, and we didn't get three points in either of that. And I'm just thinking, I it just feels like later down the line that it's not going to be enough. It's just not going to be enough. Away, because for Chelsea, against 10 men, they, they would have been very happy with that point. Manchester City would be gutted that they didn't win. They would be gutted Milner wasn't sent off because then the momentum would have been with Man City and they probably would have beaten us at Anfield. And then that would have been the first time we lose at home at Anfield in the Premier League with a full-capacity crowd in four years, four and a half years. Um, The positives, Liverpool still unbeaten at home in the Premier League with fans. Van Dijk still hasn't lost a league game at home. Another positive. So that stat alone might help us later down the line in the territories. All these little fine margins make the difference. But 
here's where the advantage now really lies with Manchester City. They've played Leicester away. They've played Tottenham away. They've played Chelsea away. They've played Liverpool away. It's only October. They've played the top four, five, wherever my I don't know where Tottenham finished, but typically that's not easy performances. They got that out the way and they're now gonna be playing mid table teams from like October till about oh, from October to the end of November with the dash of Man United at home in between that. So I think Manchester City will go on a win streak from here. And by the end of October, I think they'll be top of the league. Um, whereas in Liverpool, hopefully Trent comes back. Hopefully Thiago comes back. Our league games ain't too tough. Obviously got Watford away. And then we have Manchester City, Manchester United away. That's going to be tough. Um, and then I think we got Brighton. Brighton at home. And then it's international break again. I believe. Yeah. But yeah. It's a, but what a game of football in that second half especially. Um, similar to eighteen nineteen, Just high quality attacking football from both teams. Um, brilliant to watch. Yeah. Um, wow. 33 minutes. This podcast went on way too long. Usually I summarise this in... 27 minutes but um when it's liverpool versus manchester city what can you do all right so thank you guys for listening to lfc reactions hope you guys enjoyed this episode sorry it went on a little bit too long but when you see amazing football like that there's going to be extra details that um you can't really miss out so yeah thank you guys for listening to lfc reactions and like share follow thanks